Hello, and welcome back to the Trading Desk. I'm Jason Main, but you guys know who I am. This is a face that you have not seen yet. Uh, this is David Butler. Everybody, thanks for having me, Jason. David Appreciate Butler, uh, that you guys have just now met, works for uh, the Watchbox as well. And uh, how long have you been with the company? Just a little over a year. A little over a year. I've been trying to get him on this show for six months. About that. All right. Six, so months. first episode debut. Um, think it's going to go well. So David uh, started with the company. He does what Josh and I do. Uh, he's a trader, so buy, selling, and trading, just dipping his feet into the watch world. And yeah. it's uh, been kind of a fun journey for the first year. So yeah. glad that uh, glad that we could finally get you on and um, we'll get you some opinions in the show. Thank you guys for signing in. Uh, kind of a weird show. So we, uh, we have three people here. Someone also that you have not met that I uh, have the pleasure of introducing you. This is our first viewer guest star. So, um, why don't you introduce yourself? I'm Matt Forster. Um, you know, I've watched the show for the last couple of years. You guys always see me in the chat. So, I'm glad to be here. Yeah, so uh, Matt is uh, obviously a client of the Watchbox and uh, a friend. We talk quite often. You speak with uh, Joshua Thanos as well and is always in the comments and uh, very active in the comments as well. And uh, you were in Philadelphia for the day, came to look at some watches. We figured, uh, you know, we we're going to show you the studio anyways. Let's uh, throw you in front of the camera and give <laughs> yep. you an experience. Uh, so I know what you guys are thinking. Um, you know, lucky dog, how does he get to hang out with uh, with me and uh, Butler? But, uh, you know, sometimes the stars just align, right? It works out. Yep. So, um, yeah, it's Friday, man. We, uh, we put in a lot of work this week. It's time to get a little silly and have some fun. So... Uh, I thought we'd do a very cool uh, show with three of us, kind of just low key, talk a little bit of uh, a little bit on some watches. So sure. uh, how about we roll in, uh, Dave? We do wrist shots. You want to do shots. your wrist shot first? Awesome. So this is really my first luxury watch, I guess if you can call it a luxury watch. It's a Seiko SRP seven 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 Diver two hundred. I bought this on my honeymoon last year in Saint Martin. Uh, just a little time after I started with the watch box so uh, like Jason said I'm kind of just dipping my feet in um, this was you know my actually my first automatic watch uh, I do have a couple other Seikos and uh, another watch that Jason was kind enough to <laughs> sell me um, you know so hoping to upgrade you know in the next couple months here but love it it's a great watch great beater um, you know I pretty much had it on my wrist almost every day for the past year so very cool and then, like, so one of the things I love about, and obviously we all know I, I talk about Seiko all the time. I love Seiko. I owe a lot of, you know, where I'm at and where I'm going to mm -hmm. Seiko because that's where it started for me. But that's a watch that, like, no matter how big your collection gets, no matter, you know, if you ascend to some of the stuff that Matt's got on the table here, eventually, like, that has a place in your collection. For sure. So I think it's a good starter. I'm definitely uh, never get yeah, rid of it. Anybody, so. anybody ever ask me what watch I should buy, it's always a Seiko start. So yeah. I think it's a great choice. Um, I actually switched it up a little bit. Uh, I went out of my way to put the uh, non-date ceramic sub back in the box because uh, I was just wearing it way too much. And uh, this guy has not been getting a lot of love. So this is your uh, PAM 510. So basically the modern day uh, variation of the PAM 111. It's just sub-seconds, eight-day uh, in-house manual movement, which to be honest gets about nine, nine and a half days on average. Um, just been an awesome watch, 44 millimeter Marina case. I think uh, for me, really just the like the one and only Panerai that I need. It's just uh, it's been a great daily watch, and it's on a factory Panerai accordion strap, 
which is pretty comfortable. And uh, I think I'll probably wear this for the next week or so before I think about swapping it out. Putting that sub back on? No, I, I think uh, I'm, I'm talking about the strap. Usually I, when I wear the Panerai, I'll wear it for a little while at a time. And then uh, the straps usually stay for like a week, week and a half or so before I switch them out. Sure. Yeah, I know when I have my Panerai, I used to swap it all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's one of the fun things about it. And you got to keep one of those screwdrivers real close and handy. I got one at the office in my desk. Mm-hmm. I got one at home and straps in both places. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yep. What about you? What are you wearing? So today I'm wearing uh, my MVOX 2 Paris Boutique Edition. And I would be lying if I didn't say uh, Maso influenced this purchase. <laughs> purchase. <laughs> but I tracked this down about two years ago um, at a actually a vintage shop in Monaco and I had to have it shipped over here but it's uh, 24 pieces this is 24 of 24 wow and uh, I love it so great piece very cool watch and uh, yeah I mean the Amvox is is highly coveted on this channel and with Maso and uh, you know JLC has a very strong following with our guys too but the fact that it's a, a limited edition from a brand that's that's known to do limiteds but usually not in 24 pieces or something in single digits like that it's a cool piece, and it's black and orange, so how could you really go wrong? Yep, um, sure. If you don't wear that on Halloween, I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, it's black, and I'm not a Philly but, uh, Flyers fan, though. I'm a Capitals fan. Oh, well. can be while you're here. Yeah. Yeah, says uh, says our resident Philadelphian. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, awesome. Well, I would say that uh, on first impression, you guys did wrist shots really well for your first shows. I thought that went well. Appreciate it. Yeah, and that's it. We're done, and we're going to go home now. All so right. uh, nah. Easy run. Awesome. So, uh, yeah, so... Like I said, we're just going to keep the show kind of light. I have a this or that that I that I think's poking a little bit of fun at Omega, and uh, but also kind of talking about some cool watches um, and why kind of what makes them cool. So we have a this or that poll. Mm-hmm. Uh, this or that's traditionally like Josh versus me. This this or that's kind of like the two watches battling each other. And since we have three people, uh, we'll eventually pick. But if you guys are watching or uh, you know eventually watching, there's a link in the poll, and we do have a. Uh, a running poll so they can vote um, and we'll talk about the watches so for this or that which we have a graphic you see you guys see the graphic beautiful Super cool. yep. for the guys on the podcast uh, I can only hope that eventually you, you log into YouTube and see these graphics because they're just they're the most amazing graphics <laughs> um, some would say they're the best graphics uh, so here first of all you got your Josh that, that was my Trump Josh impression. Thanos yeah <laughs> shout out to Thanos um, shout out Thanos all right so for this or that uh, this week we're going to talk about some limited edition uh, Omegas, right? I don't know that there's a company uh, better suited to do these limited editions than Omega. It seems like they're always pumping out these limited editions. Um, so it kind of made it for a common this or that theme. So the first watch we're talking about here is the newly introduced uh, ceramic variation of the Seamaster, right? We all know mm-hmm. that last year uh, Omega announced the new Seamaster 42 millimeter. Uh, they revamped the movement, the dials, now back with the wave, with the laser engraving, um, ceramic bezel, right? All is great with the world. Cool watch for the money. Um, I myself own the older variation wave, and Thanos owns right. the older vari- the variation before this with the ceramic, but neither one of us own one of these yet. So uh, this particular model uh, is the 43.5, right? So that's one thing about it. It went up in size from 42 to 43.5. But you get the ceramic case, right? You get a titanium ceramic look. For me, it's it's very sporty. Uh, do you guys have some general opinions on this piece? I, or? I typically don't like the wave dial. I really like it on this. Um, I mean, I think the ceramic looks awesome as well. Um, you know, we were talking about a Batman watch earlier. I think if Batman had a, a Omega, this would be his Omega. 
Yeah, I definitely like the latest version of the 300 better than the previous versions. That the Wave is just has a little more pop than the old Wave on it. Okay. But uh, yeah, so I think that uh, Omega for for what they are as a company is is always pushing um, the material science aspect of it. So they're you know they're always pushing ceramic, they're always pushing new materials, strap materials. So it makes sense to see something like this. I think the majority of what I've read and the majority of what I've heard from guys is they would have preferred to see the ceramic stay in a 42 millimeter case yeah. instead of go up to 43.5. What I will say is that uh, ceramic is very hard to make uh, the cases. There's a lot of process and everything. And what a lot of people don't know is that ceram that ceramic case starts off about two times the size of what it is. Mm -hmm. So you know, uh, dialing something into a certain diameter, it's kind of like they make the mold and what it ends up at, ends right. up at all the research and development that goes into it. So I don't know, I'm happy to see it. I got to see it in person, but I think aesthetically it, For it sure. looks great. Yeah, all I'd right. love to see it in person, throw it on the wrist. So watch, we have seen in person, right? Uh, we've seen a few of them. Uh, have you seen one of the new Ultramans in person? I haven't seen one in person yet. No? Yeah. Well, we have one at the shop. I should have mm -hmm. showed it to yeah. you. But uh, you've seen it, I've seen it. Uh, cool. This is the, uh, the new reissue Ultraman. So uh, 42 millimeter case right now. Uh, mm -hmm. Comes in uh, in Omega fashion in a box that almost looks like it would cost what the watch costs. Um, comes with we a. We love lugging those out from yeah, uh, uh, getting Love shipping those guys. To bring those. <laughs> but yeah, uh, comes with some accessories, which, uh, you know, Omegas are known to come with. Comes with the black light, which shows you a little super cool Ultraman logo on the dial. Um, you know, uh, in the theme of your Amvox, it's black and orange. Yep. Which uh, good color choice. Yeah. So um, I guess the idea of, of what I was trying to do with the this or that is, which one would you vote for, you guys, as to is worth the differential <coughs> from the regular edition to the to this limited edition or special edition, right? Um, so obviously the uh, if we didn't cover that already, I don't think I did. The Seamaster is eight thousand dollars. Right. Uh, versus, you know, right around five grand for the regular steel models, and this uh, Ultraman seventy one hundred dollars. So, uh, versus, what's the regular on the house? Uh, regular ones right around f again fifty four hundred dollars, fifty one hundred dollars. Um, so I guess, uh, Dave, if you had to, if you had to vote for which one you think is a cooler watch for the differential between retail and limited. Edition. Yeah, I mean, I would, I really actually do like them both. Um, I love the Seamaster, you know. As all of you, the viewers have seen, Jason has his Seamaster that I've been trying to buy for a couple months it's now. True. I'm going to whittle him down eventually, but um, I think honestly, I'm, I'm going to pick the Ultraman. Um, I think the value's better. Um, I think it's a more limited run. Am I correct about that? I don't know exactly how many uh, the I Seamasters. I haven't. Uh, I don't know if the Seamaster, the Titanium Ceramic Seamaster, is even numbered. Okay. To be honest, so I think it's e a special either edition. way, I mean, it's selling above retail now. I think you know if you, if you can get your hands on one, you know, probably it's going to go so up. So for you, the you would say that the extra couple grand is worth it to get that versus a regular speed. Yeah, master. and I mean, you know, the ceramic is cool, but you can get you know if you're lucky enough to get a no date sub, you know, you can get it for just a little bit more, or actually a little bit less money. I think it's seventy four fifty is retail for no date sub. You know, we have one. On the website right now with box and papers for eighty four fifty, so you know it's right around the same price. Um, so I mean, I think it's really cool. I just I don't. So you're I'm going, picking the Ultraman. Okay, for so sure. To summarize, you're going with the Speedman. <laughs> yes. Okay. Perfect. Matt. Yeah, this is easy for me because uh, I'm a Chrono guy. I'm a, I love my Speedmaster. I've got one here on the table. I do agree with you. They have way too many editions of the Speedmaster, which is you know every I, side I of the a, moon that's ever been made. Is, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have one of them. Uh, one of the limited ones. Um, 
but it's a it's a great watch. I love the colors. I love the speedy. I love the shape, the size. I really don't care about Ultraman. Don't don't know what Ultraman is. And <laughs> really could care less about it. But I like the watch. Um, the Seamaster is just I like the Seamaster, but it's never been one that I've wanted to own. Okay. So. So you're going with the Speedmaster as well? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Guys, I would hate to inform you that both of these gentlemen are wrong. <laughs> Here we go. I uh, I like the Seamaster. I've always, it's always resonated more with me than a Speedmaster. Um, and just for that, I think I would vote for the Seamaster. But I don't think any of us here would say that uh, you wouldn't put the money somewhere else, right? Mm. I don't think any of us, or all three of us are buying one of these pieces. Right. But in the rules that I have set for us, <laughs> Uh, between these two watches, I would 100% uh, rather buy the Seamaster because I know that it would stick around in my collection longer. I know that I would wear it easily. Um, the Speedmaster, the Ultraman, as Matt said, I really don't, you know, I like JDM cars and stuff like that. But culture-wise, like, I, I don't really care that it's Ultraman. I think it would be cool if it was, like, Optimus Prime or something. <laughs> you know, that was, like, but... Take uh, note, Omega. Like, so th here's my thing. is there's There's way too many Speedmaster limited editions there's really no Seamaster limited editions. So I think that that's cool. I also think for the differential and the money, you're getting something tangible with the Seamaster in the fact that it's a ceramic case, which doesn't exist in other models, right? So instead of going with uh, you know something that it only exists in that version, mm -hmm. in the ceramic. Now they'll probably do more. To me, I gotta see this in person, but to me the Seamaster is kind of a mix between the 42, which I do like, and it's and like the Planet Ocean. And I think it's kind of a cool combination. It's like a cleaner, more sleek Planet Ocean. Yeah. Um, and for that, I would pick the Seamaster because I think you get more for your money in the differential. Um, you know, the Ultraman is, while it's attractive and it's cool, uh, it's a Hesalite crystal, right? So like the 005. And I would just rather spend the money on a 005 and get a bracelet. I'm not carrying around the little black light to see my Ultraman <laughs> on the dial. No? Like, it, it, it's a cool watch. I would not buy one. Um, but then again, I, I would probably you also prefer forgot. the regular version of either one of these watches and the money in the bank or a second watch, right? You also forgot your point for all uh, moon watches that they're manual lines. So, yeah, so, uh, I mean, not all of them. Obviously, there's the 44.25s that are automatic, and those are kind of bastardizations of the Speedmasters, in my opinion. I think all Speedmasters should be 42 millimeters <laughs> and manual. But um, I, I like the 005. I don't mind Hesalite, but if I'm paying a premium... And I'm getting a Hesalite crystal and no bracelet <laughs> for a glow-in-the-dark logo on a dial. Uh, you know, I don't know. I, I don't know too many Omega guys that won't fess up that this is all hype. I so, got you. I, for me, I go with the Seamaster. And I hope you guys voted with the Seamaster because if not, you're wrong. <laughs> um, but uh, As always. Yeah, so let's, uh, I think, uh, can we pull up the poll? See what's going on? Oh. Look at that. It's there pretty close, go, actually. Well, it looks All like right. the audience knows what they're talking about. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, it's fine. You know, what do I know? I've just been doing this for a long time, and well, you guys, you know. You know. Uh, but anyways, no no <laughs> worries. What's uh, What says you? Do you switch your vote, or do you stick by your vote? I stick by oh, it. Yeah, I stick by it. All right, you guys. Way to go, Matt. Too. Anyhow. All righty. So that's this or that. We're, I guess we're going to, uh, I don't know, continue to do the poll, and maybe we'll check in on that at keep the end. Voting. So you guys are keep voting, checking in. But, uh, yeah, so that's it. I mean, that's kind of the bread and the butter of it. I, uh, I left some time uh, to do what's really important here and talk about, um, you know, what you're, what you're thinking. Where are you at with watches? I, I personally would say that it's been pretty fun to watch, uh, you know, not train a guy, but, you know, have you uh, 
come up under asking a lot of good questions and uh, you sit next to Thanos and I and mm-hmm. kind of see you grab the watch industry and and uh, embrace it and start to buy some watches yeah, and, for sure. and playing around with it. So what do you, uh, how are you feeling about the watch industry? How I love you? it, man. I'm obsessed. Um, you know, and I would say um, that you, you guys absolutely have trained me and, you know, I think trained me pretty well. Um, you know, as I'm getting into it, really it's just kind of, you know, obviously it's an expensive hobby, you know, so it's kind of making the finance financial part fit but um you know we're getting there and i think you know with with this year i will have my first rolex as you know you know right. uh, explore 2 is what i'm going to go with the, the older 40 millimeter 40 you millimeter, know that's what right. i've liked black dial or white dial black dial yeah i know the white dial is uh what you want on the new one but the 42 millimeter yeah. i mean they're both awesome but that one when i first started um and was just about to get married started working with uh, the watchbox and govberg team and they were nice enough to let me take a watch. So I actually picked the Explorer 2, and in all my wedding pictures, I'm wearing it. So, you know, I think that's definitely going to be... That's cool. Yeah, I think that, that that kind of, um, you know, signifies a lot, a lot of what watches are is, uh, you know, it's a luxury good, right? And mm-hmm. you work uh, extra hard to afford a luxury good, and mm-hmm. that's kind of what goes into owning one. And, it, and you look at it, and you remember how you got it and where you got it and stuff that's tied to it. And For there's sure. a secondary meaning to it. So... To have something like that where not only did you you put it on your wrist and you fell in love with it while you were wearing it enough to say like this is going to be my first nice watch but then once you do get it you'll have you know that tie to it so it probably will never leave your your collection i I doubt it ever would that's also uh a great you know that won't be your second watch because you bought a a few watches but that'll be your first like uh, real real higher end watch and that's also another watch that even when you get into you know when you get crazy with the stuff like that'll just stay in your collection and fits so it's yeah. a it's a good uh, progression, I would say. Yeah. So you're on the right track. And then uh, you've been doing this uh, how long? Um, I'd say I bought my first like watch myself was probably like in my teens, but okay. when I bought my first luxury watch was probably about 15 years ago. Okay. Um, so. All right. So you've been you've been buying, selling, and trading luxury watches probably as long as I have been in the business. Yeah. But so as I, a hobby. Yeah. Yeah. So back okay. in, back in those days, you know, it was all on the forums on Time Zone and uh, right. Watch You Seek and just buying and selling on the forums and and that and that started with what watch? Do you remember? So um, this Speedmaster here, that uh, this was a a gift from my wife for our wedding. So this was the first luxury watch that I got, and uh, I picked it out. So she didn't, <laughs> you know, pick it out. But uh, basically, I tricked her she never thought i would propose and i'd actually already <laughs> bought a ring so i said well if i do propose you have to buy me a watch and she said sure because she thought i never would propose all the while i had the ring at home hook line and sinker yep two months later i proposed and made her follow up on the deal nice awesome so this is a, a special edition speedy like we were talking about there's um you know tons of editions but this is a schubacher very cool so that was the first watch i've gotten i've had that for about i guess about 14 15 years now and like you said it always stay in the collection it's not going to go anywhere right. it has that it has that connection. sentimental connection yeah. yeah so that's that's pretty cool and to have that watch here to be able to show and you were wearing the Anvox um, yeah and then would you say uh, how long after getting that Speedmaster did the bug bite for the next watch well I'd say before I bought the Speedmaster you know I was on um, on the time because like I said time zone you just go on there and they had the industry news and right. like all the new releases and I would go on there every day at work you <laughs> know and watch the watches coming through trying to figure out which one I was going to buy when I could afford it so it was probably a couple of years before I actually bought that that I was already the bug had already hit me okay. and I was already obsessed. Yeah, so um, like for me, one of the, the hardest things to get over and, and try and you know uh, not train but like tell guys about is that like the itch for the next watch 
and too often you see it where like you sell a guy to watch and next the next day or two days later you know this oh yeah because you get those phone calls too the guy's like all right well what about the next one it's like right. dude did you get the first one did yeah. you did you or, get it yesterday because i know it was a it was delivered or even and, worse when they're you're trying to get the first one done and they're like oh well, what about this one and right like, let's and just do this one first so then... i don't know for me I, i've done it i know tim went through it you know recently josh has done it we've all done it and it's kind of like it's nice to take a step back and enjoy your collection yeah and, and kind of slow down and if you don't do it for yourself your your bank account sure as hell will right because <laughs> oh, yeah. uh it becomes it becomes a obsession pretty quickly Especially so if you're selling them because likely you're going to take yeah, a loss when you well, sell them. so yeah. what i've said before on the show which i think is is fundamentally true is that uh like we have a unique advantage to like fall in love and fall out of love with watches before we make right. the mistake of owning the watch right so uh, it's probably saved you know saved me a lot of money because i haven't had to buy a watch to realize i didn't like it for a while and then sell it and take the loss like some of my clients do right. so that's where like you know talking to one of us you know, I, you can call me and say, hey, what do you think about this watch? And I'll tell you, uh, you know, the, the one thing I hate about it and the 10 things I love about it. And then yeah. you can make up your mind. But um, I'm sure you, you know, you have some pretty distinctive stuff on the table, right? I mean, they're, they're. Yeah, I tend not to go for the mainstream stuff. I tend to go for the more unique, you know, like I'm kind of going indie, indies these days. But right. what I have here, it's just kind of a, so I, I've had about, I think I said 13 watches we were talking earlier mm -hmm. and I've had probably 12 brands in there. So I've tried to experience all kinds of different yeah. stuff. That's cool. So and we've talked about like guys that will collect mono brand stuff or guys, you know, even Speedmasters, like all they do is Speedmasters or mm -hmm. all they do is Omega. Or So to, to say like, I want, you know, this brand to experience that, it's pretty cool. So uh, we have, there's a Parmigiani on the table, right? Yeah. I think Which we've talked about Parmigiani in the past before. Yeah, the Tonda Couture annual calendar, um, a couple of years old, this one, uh, I bought from uh, somebody up in New York. Yeah, arguably, I mean, the dressier, dressiest watch on the table. Yeah. Do you, you, I mean, it looks like you like chronographs. You tend to lean more towards sportier looking watches. Yeah, I, I love the the dials to be have stuff going on on them. I, uh, okay. I mean, to be honest, I like what you're saying, I, I probably never use the chronographs. If I right. do, I forget to turn them off. But, right. Uh, <laughs> but I just like the dials. So yeah. that's where I tend to go. I mean, we're talking luxury goods, right? So you got to scratch the itch, whatever appeals yeah. to you. Um, so yeah, that's definitely the dressiest watch on the table. We've talked about the Schumacher, which is a cool watch. Um, the Glashute, uh, which I saw earlier, was on a strap before we switched into the bracelet. Yep, this uh, is a... So it's freshly back on that bracelet. Yeah, this uh, is uh, my second watch. So I've had that one for almost 14 years, too. That one, uh, But I, you're right, it goes back and forth on the strap and the bracelet. Yeah. Like every six months, I rotate it back and forth. That's a cool piece, too. And why don't you tell us cool about the, uh, the paddock? And then the paddock here, so... This is the last piece I bought, and this was uh, I've had it for about nine months now. Measurably a step up from Gorgeous. the other stuff on the table. Yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> I um, so I, I bought this from you guys here. I bought yeah. it from Josh, and I well, I did have to let go of a couple of pieces to help fund this. So I let go of a, a Chronomet Blue and a Kermit to oh, uh, you didn't tell to me that early. partially fund this. Dijon. So uh, it was a bittersweet. Yeah. But uh, I do love the watch, and uh, it's my first foray into I guess high 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 horology, if you want to call it. Yeah, that. sure. Gorgeous. And I do have to say that I, you know, I debated on what brand to go with in that first watch, and going with the Paddock is a little safe when you're going for something expensive because sure. I can feel safe that if I'm going to sell this, I can get my money back and I'm sure. not going to take a bath. Yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely I, more mainstream than than maybe some of the other picks could have been. You yeah. know, I would I would say getting the CB, uh, I would assume. I mean, you you did okay on that. CB's hot. 
I broke um, even, but I didn't. Uh, all right, so it wasn't as risky as buying something like this because it was a watch that was that was pretty hyped at the time. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was a little more nerve wracking getting the paddock. Yeah. Uh, especially getting rid of the Kermit as well, which you know could prove a, uh, they could be maxed out. They could be ten grand away from maxed out. We don't know yet. Yeah, I'm sure. But, I'm sure if I would have held on to them, they would have both made some more money, but. But then, uh, so here's the thing. You, I mean, you would have held on to those two watches, and then now you would have been looking at another Speedmaster, you know, instead of consolidating, stepping up. Um, the one thing I can tell you is, uh, you know, uh, how many pieces are we at now? Is this everything? Uh, basically, More this or is everything. Less? Yeah. Uh, all right. So I have, I could put five or six watches on the table and then have, you know, a Luminox, a Sunto, stuff that stays in a drawer, Seiko's, right? That wouldn't be something I put on the table. I'm sure you have those watches too, like we, we all usually <laughs> do. You have a Luminox yep. on your desk that's like, <laughs> that's your desk, desk clock, clock now. Yeah. Um, but to be able to put something like this up and say, you know, this is what I've curated, this is what I like right now, and, you know, it might change a little bit. It'll probably change next year. We were talking about you picking up something else. Mm -hmm. um, but realistically, you can look at the, his collection and see a style aesthetic, mm -hmm. right? I would say besides the Parmigiani, the, the rest of the watches fit in that collection. And that's really cool to see uh, because I know what that curating that, collection for myself feels like mm -hmm. and i think you're like just starting to get there I, mine's you, you, all in my mind at this you're point. you're actually at a unique <laughs> yeah. perspective because you're uh you know just starting but you're also behind the curtain right so you're like uh putting your collection together in your head yeah right now so that'll be cool to see how that forms up uh how do you do you have a watch box specifically yeah, yeah i got a watch box Storm. a couple of years ago so okay. like i keep them in there or uh you know keep them locked up so if i'm not wearing them sometimes so do you uh like kind of an industry insider thing, like, and all my clients do this, or, or I think most of them do. Do you, when you get a new watch, do you like have to introduce it to the old, one, the other ones? Because I, I do I it, know and I know one. a lot of like a lot of guys do. So no, I, I've never done that. I can't no, say. you don't like put them all together when you get the new one. And, well, like, it goes in the box next to the other one. All right. Well, so. I mean, that's like I don't so. Like talk to them. Like, no, I understand. <laughs> you're not playing dolls with your watches, but like for me, it's like, all right, this is the new one. It goes in the box, and it's like. The new puppy meeting, it's packed. Everybody it's like, get along. Yeah, it's like, all right, you live here now. I, and, I do try to, you know, so, stick and then, to the rotation, though, when I got a new watch, because I don't know about you guys, but I try to wear every watch. Like, every watch is on my wrist as much as I can. Like, I don't, nothing sits in the closet. And well, I you're, not, you're not, not double, double fisting. No, yeah. no. But, um, no, they're, but they're all getting worn. Like, nothing sits in the safe. And yeah. That's all the reason I have a small collection. Everything gets wrist time. I want everything to. Yeah, once yeah. it starts sitting, I get nervous. Yeah, I mean, one of, the, one of the benefits of having a, you know, a small collection or, a, you know, curated collection like that is, one, they all get wrist time. Two, uh, you know, one, you enjoy them, but two, you know, you're, you're properly wearing the watch and it's being, you know, worn and keeping time and you can keep an eye on how it's running as opposed to, you know, guys that have 150 watches sitting in, you know, in a box and then who knows last time that was serviced, who knows if it's right. running properly. It's magnetized. It's been magnetized for a year. It's sitting in a box. So I get that too. Um, you know, I would say when you when we talked and you said you were bringing some stuff in, I was pleasantly surprised to see what you brought. So I think they're they're all kind of cool. Um, maybe except for the paddock, they're all like off the beaten path, which is kind yeah, of yeah. Cool. I haven't. I mean, that Speedmaster. Even I hadn't heard of that one before. I love that. That's awesome. Yeah, it's cool. And Speed the JLC has so many cool features when you zoom in on the dial. I mean really cool yeah. stuff the parmigiani is a is a brand that like on this channel and josh myself and tim like i i greatly respect this brand i was telling matt that uh 
and I've told you guys before, um, so I know you've heard it on the other end of the show, the Tonda uh, Blue Meteorite dial with the micro rotor, that's my Parmigiani of choice. Like, that's a great I've watch. Had, I've had two of them in my hands before. If I was going to buy one, that would be the watch. Um, but and that's what I think I told you. I was looking at the Tonda, the night that the Parmigiani, the straight up plain yeah. dial, but mm-hmm. uh, I came across this and the price differential wasn't that much because, because mm-hmm. as we were saying, these things just get hammered on the pre-owned market. Sure. And, uh, which is great for us. Yeah, no, it's definitely um, a watch you want to buy. Pretty so the, the upcharge from, from the complication was so small, I would just jumped on it. Sure. Well, awesome, it. man. Yeah, awesome collection. I, it's been awesome uh, having you on the show. I hope the experience. Uh, yeah, it's been a good time. Something, something good. Got to see the whole. What's behind the curtains here? Yeah. Uh, Meet threw, the guys. Throw them a little yeah. curveball and put them put them under the uh, the magnifying. But yeah. um, before we go, I just want to kind of throw one last curveball. S I H H. Mm-hmm. positive show for you yeah any, i think any... I, you know I, the watch which you guys have you guys really didn't talk about too much but i, I think the zeitwerk date was by, by okay. far my love favorite yeah. dude i love that uh okay. i'm mean, a big fan of the zeitwerk or zeitwerk i'm probably pronouncing it slightly wrong but whatever that putting that date on there and the gray color on the dial mm-hmm. i mean i think they also hiked the price like 20k yeah, yeah. but uh you know the Fantastic. again a brand that gets hammered and yeah. pre-owned so maybe one day that'll work yeah. out so maybe you'll have one of yeah uh, and SIHH for you? A lot of cool stuff, a lot of weird stuff that uh, Richard Meal, Bon Bon, not a yeah. huge fan of that. So, I mean, it's it's cool, I guess. But, well, it's, uh, <laughs> it's Thanos crazy. and I, I know you watched the show last yeah. week too, so uh, Thanos and I have talked about those a little bit. It's it's like so out of out it's, of the park that it's it's quirky and it's cool, but that's like what RM is supposed to be. It's like ridiculously stupid, but for the right reasons. So. Yeah, I'm excited for Basil, see what Rolex yeah. has. We've had our conversations this week about what we think's coming, and yeah, did you? I think oh, it's gonna be a lot speaking of, cool of stuff. which, uh, that Milgauss post that Rolex put up, mm-hmm. did you see that on no. Instagram? They posted an original Milgauss that was like cherry, 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 yeah. like hundred and fifty thousand dollar watch from their, I'm assuming from their private collection, their vault, and uh, I don't, I would say that's that's a tip well, and a hat to know. a new Milgauss, yeah. but we'll see what happens. Interesting. But that's uh, our, our if guess. it does not have an original rotating bezel, I'm gonna be extremely disappointed. Yeah, we'll see. I do but like the Milgauss. The Milgauss is a great watch, but I need one in a tool finish, and I need one with a rotating bezel. For sure. But anyways, um, this has been, I think this went pretty well. It was awesome. Right, yeah, thanks for fun. having me. Yeah, not a problem. So you guys know uh, Thanos is in here, so I'm gonna go ahead and do it. Uh, Instagram. Instagram. Evo X 4B11 is my Instagram. <laughs> Mine's Please li- follow me. Mine's uh, a little DM bit easier. Uh, watch dot butler. So just watch butler with a period in the middle. Oh, that's easier because that's weird. Evox four B eleven. Yeah. So <laughs> butler uh, was. What's up, Thanos? Was damned to get his one Thanos impression <laughs> in there before. So, um, and then uh, it was awesome having you here. I I'm sure the guys in the comments and I shut my computer so I don't even know what's going on in the chat box uh, are jealous because you were our first guest of the show. If you watch the show regularly uh i'm looking at you and mod i'm sure you're in the comments and you want to come in uh please let me know uh, these are fun i'd love to have you guys yeah and uh, it awesome gets a little time. tedious writing all the shows so if i have some somebody on that can take some of that off my plate then uh great we appreciate it awesome gotta uh, give a shout out to all the watchbox crew rachel techner austin tom told you they gave you money for that didn't they a little bit. All right, guys. Thanks so much. Yeah. I hope that on this Friday, uh, this was you know made your life a little bit easier. Driving home at the end of the night on an office, uh, doing some paperwork. Um, you know, give us a shout. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Yep.